0: There's
1: Viking wow. Swifties there.
0: Ah, wearing 87 Swifty on the back, Vikings jerseys. I'm like, he plays for the he plays for the Chiefs. And his name's Wait, Kelsey.
1: Were they actually wearing 87?
0: 87 for Minnesota. And it said Swifty on the back.
1: Bro, that's TJ Hawkinson's jersey number. <laughs>
0: No, do you know how pissed
1: off I'd be if I was Hawkinson? Like, bro, you're buying my jersey and putting someone who doesn't even cheer for our team on the back. It's
0: it's fucking awful, man. Like, I. Oh, oh wait, no, no, I lied. Oh no, no, there's some eighty nine, uh, eighty nines and eighty (sighs) sevens.
2: That's
0: disastrous.
1: it is episode 191 of left side heavy the podcast your two boys here jevin and hayden on this fine episode hayden how we doing buddy
0: we're doing good man absolutely doing it i would say thriving actually i uh yeah i actually was messaged by my foreman today and he's like hey guys uh because he's like messaging like a group chat that we have he's like ah uh, works kind of slow let's uh let's just not come in until thursday but don't worry about going in tomorrow and i'm like say less
1: <laughs> where's my rubber arm
0: <laughs> say less
1: please that's fire son
0: absolutely so with that being said uh i have a very extended long weekend. And uh it just basically means when I go back to work, it's only two days till the weekend, but So oh, yeah,
1: because you had today off.
0: I had today off. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's it's a non-paid day off tomorrow, but I don't really give a fuck.
1: Yeah, who cares, dude?
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: Who gives a fuck?
0: Hey, who cares, man? Ah. Taking a nice big sip of water in the water (laughs) bottle. bawa wa -wa bawa wa
3: -wa. (laughs) How's uh,
0: how's your week? Or your day going, I guess? It was all right
1: until I got extremely annoyed at about 4.15 p.m. Uh So let me break it down for you. Break it down. Two weeks ago. Or uh, let's say two months ago, you already know most of this, but I'll re explain it. Two months ago, maybe a bit less, month and a half, take my car in for an oil change and checkup.
3: Mm.
1: Everything, or no, it was like brakes, oil change, checkup. Yeah. Got my brakes done, and they needed to be done. Got a checkup done and got my oil change done. Everything basically just, you know, make sure it's okay. Brings me back with my invoice, and he's like, everything looks good except, hate to break it to you, but timing belt looks like it's on its way out. Like, not like soon where you have to panic, but it's something you have to keep your eye out for because it's coming up sooner than later.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, okay, thanks. Not too long after that, no more than a week, I hear squealing coming from the front, Passenger side of the engine, Uh and I'm like, if I'm mistaken, but I think the belts are somewhere in that area, so I'm kind of nervous because he said, like, it's no need to panic, but it's sooner than later. But I wasn't expecting five and a half days,
0: yeah, seriously.
1: So, uh, I kind of because I had that problem before, but like, it kind of went away away because sometimes it's like it happens when the cl- like weather changes and like it goes from like warmer yeah, to like to cold. colder and like it just happens it's, it's just weird I had it happen before and it kind of went away so I just didn't even like worry about it but then like it never went away so I'm like okay I'll book an appointment and this is like the first day of my week off in between jobs So in the morning, on my way to the gym, call them. I'm like, hey, is there any chance I can get in this week? I'm basically free all day, every day, up until Tuesday. They're like, um, this week's kind of busy, but we can do October 10th is the closest time. And I'm like, sure, that's fine. If anything opens up, give me a call and I'll send my car over. And they're like, awesome, sweet, sounds good. So I go to the gym and then I was gonna to go to hockey, but then I got basically got a call saying like, "Hey, we got enough full time guys; you don't need to come. Are you good with sitting this one out?" I'm like, "Sure." So I go over to Georgia's house. All right. Mm-hmm. I leave her house at around ten, and I think this was the Monday after the September twenty second. So I think it was September twenty fifth. Okay. It was the Monday, September twenty. 20- 25th. It was 25th, and um,
3: so I leave her house,
1: go to start my car, the engine doesn't start. Mm. And this is the same day I called in to book an appointment for like my fan belts because I was like, yeah, so like, I called booked an appointment. Like, I know I just came in, but like, I think my fan the belts that he warned me about. Are making noise like, yeah, it's just like doesn't sound like there's anything good coming from my engine right now. So I booked it in for that, and then maybe 10 hours later, my engine's not starting, and I'm like, this isn't good. So I text Georgia, I'm like, hey, you wouldn't believe it, but my engine's not starting. She's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, she comes out, she witnesses me turning my key as hard as I can. Like, to the very point where I can't turn anymore. You know how one click is basically lights turn on, second click, dash, and everything else comes on, and then the third step is the ignition of the engine starting. Yeah. It was completely skipping past that point and just going to the very end without the engine starting. Oh, I'm like... I know it's not it's not like going one two and then I can't turn anymore because that's just like I've had that before. You just shake your wheel to like it's like an anti lock system or something like that. Yeah, right. I've had that happen before. It's no problem, easy fix. But I was legit turning it to where to the point where if I twisted any harder, the metal part of my key was snapping off.
3: Yeah, that's. So not I'm good.
1: like, so I'm like, my engine's literally not started. I'm doing everything I can, right? So, I'm like, okay, Georgia drives me home, whatever. I'll just kind of like check back a couple of times this week, see if I can start it. And then do that, still doesn't start. Right. So, I around Monday, like the, a week later, I get Donnie's car insured so that I can just at least get to work on Tuesday. Yeah. So, I. And driving her car through the week, stop home, stop by my car a couple times throughout last week. Try to start it, and it's still not working. Right, so now I'm like, okay, I'm not absolutely insane, because at this point I hadn't called a pal to tell him like, now my engine won't start, because yeah. I wanted to see if I was. It was just a weird thing that night. I wanted to see if I can start it at all before my appointment. Right, so it was around Thursday. Tried it. Still didn't work, and I'm like, okay, it's just, it's some, it's it. My car's probably went to shit again. Yeah, right? shit's fucked. Completely forgot to call them, um, and I, it was Thanksgiving Monday, and I'm like, okay, my appointment is tomorrow. I need to get it towed. So I didn't even try like starting it because I'm like, it's. I've tried four times already. There's no way it's going to work on a fifth. So I just get it towed to a pal. And obviously they're closed on Thanksgiving, Monday. So I just kind of left it and like, whatever, hopefully they figure it out. Today, I'm driving home and I, we were out on the logs all day and I don't want to risk falling in with my phone. So it was tucked in the bottom of my bag basically all day, Right. And I am driving home, and it's like four o'clock. And I was like, "Oh, I probably have a missed call from a pal because I have to go pick up my car. Like mm. something's there's probably some sort of update with my car. Probably more worse than good. Call them back." And I was like, "He's like, hey, Alan, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, hey, I missed your call. Um, I booked my car, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah." So you called in like because of um there's like weird noises coming from your engine, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So uh, we figured that out. It was just um or no, he actually picked up. He's like, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, your car's ready to be picked up. I'm like, okay. Huh. And um he's like, yeah. So the weird noises that were coming from your engine was actually just um power steering fluid that was uh, making noises, and like that's why you couldn't really turn your car. And whatever. And I'm like, I didn't really notice that, but okay. Like, I guess it was just my power steering. Like, I heard kind of cranks like when I steered, but it's not like it wasn't letting me steer whatsoever. So I didn't really think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, So what did you do about the engine not starting? Because like I couldn't get my engine to start. And he's like, What are you talking about? And I'm like, I couldn't start my engine for like a week. That's why I had to get it towed. He was like, just come in and talk to me. I'm like, okay. So I have the exact same thing. Yeah, like the reason why I got it towed is because I couldn't start my engine all of last week. For like a week and a half, I couldn't start it. And he was like, started right up for me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, first try, it started. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I had to get another car insured because I couldn't start this. And he was like, yeah, no problems. I was like, so like, what was the problem? He was like, I didn't know I had to check for a problem because it started right away for me. So I
0: didn't. Oh, my God. So, so, is it okay? now,
1: so now I'm left with zero answers and a car that wasn't starting for two weeks and is now working and operating perfectly fine. And I spent $180 on power steering fluid when I could have bought that for 60 bucks at the local maintenance store and put it into my car car. myself.
0: See, that's the worst part about mechanics, man. It's like they charge an arm and a leg for some of the simplest things. But it's like, if I also had those things, I could easily do it myself. You know, like, (laughs) it's just fucking ridiculous because it like you're scared right cars are a big investment that are money drainers and if it's one thing like like for me i remember with my fucking my infinity i thought i thought i just completely fucked my engine because i was delaying it oil change i was over by like 3000 kilometers right and i was just delaying it and i was coming up like highway 15 and you know like the big like hill yeah I, it just died. It Like I could feel it dying. So I turned right off into like that little exit area yeah. and it just wouldn't start, wouldn't start. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just, I fucked my engine. Like I was, I immediately just mind went through. I fucked my engine, fucked it up. Right. So I called my mom and I'm like, mom, can you please like come out and, uh, like bring out some oil for me? Like, I think I fucked my car. And I remember I even called you. I think I called you about this. Cause I was like, I wanted to see if you were out there, yeah, or if like you had a chance to just come get me and just do that. But I think you were already doing something, and then uh my mom smartly said, "Like, why don't you just grab your jerry can too?" Because I had already previously ran out of gas one time with that car. So why don't you just get your jerry can too, like just in case, and then you know pour in some gas, right? And I'm like, "Fuck, mom, that's not gonna fucking work." Like, of course I filled up. I fill up every Monday. Uh, when I go to Abbotsford. Well, I didn't go to Abbotsford because we had the Monday off that week. So I never filled up. And my car just fucking died because it didn't have any gas. So get back. I fill it up and it starts. And I'm like, I'm a fucking genius.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I could easily understand just something like that. But like you said, not having an answer for why your car wouldn't start.
1: It's so frustrating.
0: It's, it's scary, too. Yeah, because
1: it's, it's like he if I like. So obviously I'm sounding like a complete asshole because I'm complaining about technically no problems with my car when I thought the worst. Right. But like, I kind of wish it didn't start for him. Right. Just so I didn't look like I was fucking crazy. Crazy. yeah. And I immediately texted Georgia. I'm like,
0: it started for him.
1: And like, I didn't even phrase it like that. I'm like, picked up my car kind of annoyed. And she was like, Oh no, how bad is it? And I'm like, it fucking started for him. Like I just, (laughs) she was like, she was like, no way. I'm like, yes way. I'm not crazy. Right. Like my car, like did not start for me. She was like, you're not crazy. I witnessed you. I'm like, you saw me turn it all the way multiple times and everything came on but the engine. But the engine. She was like, correct. And I'm like, Ugh. now I'm just frustrated. And then, because like I was expecting maybe timing belt, maybe like alternator, whatever. Those are multiple hundreds to a $1,000 to fix, right? So I go in and I'm like, that was all. Whatever. He's like, no, don't worry. It's a cheap bill. Cheap bill is not the bad. It's 180 bucks. And I'm like, well, it could have been a 70 dollar bill had I just done it myself.
0: <laughs> maybe because it's a spark plug. I and maybe it's just like mo- it moved into place or something like that when it was towed. Because you said you didn't even try it when you got to the uh, the shop, right?
1: No, because like he, the guy just took it. With him and I went. Oh home. yeah, you didn't even go, yeah. Because I had done his car at George's house that day. I
0: bet you anything, man. It's a spark plug. It, it sounds, sounds like a spark is. plug problem.
1: It probably is, but I thought it was something way worse because it wasn't starting for two weeks.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like I That's didn't think fucked. it. I didn't think it would just start out the ass like that. <laughs> and now it's just like. Oh, my gosh. I wish it, like, didn't start for him, and he figured out a way to get it started, and it was like, oh, it was this. We had to replace this. I would have been like, okay, sweet. But now it's just <laughs> yeah. like, is this going to happen the next time it downpours or some shit, or, like, the next time it goes haywire?
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's
1: fucked. Like, now I'm just, like, super confused, and it's just super annoying.
0: Speaking of super annoying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i literally fixed my wire and it won't come back on i don't Oh know. my just, god it's so just, sensitive like that
0: just all all world problems for you well yeah, but, let's get this episode cracking yeah no kidding i got question of the week for you
1: but otherwise i had a good day at work and a good thanksgiving there you go yeah food wise I, I also, also
0: I also had a had a decent Thanksgiving. Uh, when I went over to my dad's on the Monday, and it wasn't a wasn't too bad at all. Lovely. It was uh, like I know you probably get this feeling when you know Griffin and, and Logan like call your dad squibs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get like that cute feeling. And it was it was such a cute feeling when, when we were going around at like, the dinner table, and Griffin was like wanting to talk about like. Like apparently they do like one good thing, one bad thing at the at the dinner table when they talk. And the first person he pointed to was my dad, and he's like, "I want Grandpa to go." And I'm like, "Like, oh, that's fucking adorable." Yeah, <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, okay. Yeah, Thanksgiving. It's just great to have the family around. Like like Shaden had on on the draft, family gatherings.
1: And outdoor gatherings. Fucking top took tier. all took all the gatherings.
0: Yeah, top tier. Um my question of the week is since we just or Shaden and I I yesterday went out to the mall and we got like a or I got her on boots. Yeah. Yeah. Because she deserved them. And she saw me looking at uh, this jacket from below the belt, it's a Carhartt one. Yeah, and it's like a, it's just a, just a slick work jacket, right? So, what is your favorite piece of clothing that has been bought in for you?
3: Ooh. Um, I'll tell you right now because I have an answer.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna pull it out because it's a lot, but. It's the uh, it's the one hundredth um, anniversary Pro Bowl jersey. It's the Michael Thomas jersey. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it caught. Oh, actually, you know what? I will pull it out just so you can see it. Uh, absolute beautiful, beautiful jersey. Yep. Fire. Love, love the Pro Bowl jersey of it, but the only issue is the numbers are heat pressed. And all the jerseys are now heat pressed these days. Which means you put it in the wash once and you're fucking hating your life because
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's of super that. annoying.
0: So it's absolutely just ridiculous. And I actually wanna see maybe if Donnie can print out something uh like uh from her cricket. Yeah. And if she can do like this font for the numbers, and then see if my mom can stitch the numbers on, just like kind of right over top. Yeah. Like they don't even have to be the same, like gold. Uh, I don't even know what other color this would be. Pewter, gray, and then white. As long as it's just like a like a gold outline and the white numbers, it'd be awesome. But yeah, yeah, this jersey. I love this jersey. I just hate wearing it because the back is so fucked.
1: Yeah. No, that's really annoying. Yeah. That's super annoying. Um. Oh man. That's a really good question. Can, does shoes count? Of course. See, like I really like my white Air Force Ones. Um, I wear those quite often, and they're a pair of shoes that go with the majority of my outfits cool, and stuff. Um, but I'll go. I have a lot. Like my Edelman and Berry jersey were bought for me for Christmas. Mm. Really like those. Georgia got me a McLovin t-shirt.
0: Yeah, for Christmas
3: that was sick.
1: That's fire. And I have a like a light olive green, uh, corduroy jacket. Ooh, it's really nice and like it's a classy piece to wear like out to dinner and stuff. Nice. So there's like a few that I really like. Um,
3: I'd probably say the
1: beret jersey or see the thing about the beret jersey is that it's not like authentic. It's like kind of like, the um. The nameplate is, like, different than what the actual jersey is. Mm. It's not, like, the same, like, font and stuff. Whereas, okay. like, the Edelman jersey is, like, NFL shop, like, authentic. Where, like, uh, yes, the font yes. and the letter. So, like, I like the beret jersey, like, as a whole better. But I mm-hmm. think just, like... I'll I'll still probably say the Barry jersey because it's one of my favorite jerseys of all time. And oh yeah, an, and, and it's, it's
0: just such an iconic like player.
1: It's like a nineteen ninety four Stanley Cup final crest on it too. Oh. so it has like all the like, has that extra piece to it too. It's not one hundred percent authentic, but it's pretty damn close. So yeah,
0: it's probably
1: I'll probably say the Barry jersey. Nice the, the black spaghetti plate, uh, Beret jersey. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. Uh do you want to start with NFL or NHL this week,
0: Doesn't matter to me, my guy.
1: Okay, well, will ask you a question you didn't say yes or no. So <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. I'll
0: I'll stop being uh indecisive. Let's keep it the same, man. Let's let's do NFL. Let's do uh, the recap here.
1: All right, then kick us uh, up
0: first week of bye weeks. Yeah. Uh, some absolute like games that we thought would go in every direction and maybe some close games but for the most part not a very entertaining week of the nfl i'd say this is probably the least entertaining uh personally in my opinion
1: yeah but there's a lot of games that were kind of like you know when it gets to the witching hour and red zone yeah. There was maybe like two of six games that were actually like matter.
0: Exactly. That actually had something, you know, worth going for. Yeah. But we'll start on Thursday night. The Bears get their first win. And like I've been kind of saying, I I don't think Justin Fields is the problem. He played, uh, I mean, not super efficient. Efficient would be maybe not 50% passing. But on 15 completions four touchdowns dj moore has three of them uh 230 yards if you had dj moore i'm pretty sure it was like 90 percent of people who had dj moore won their week yeah he scored a
1: lot of points yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: it was absolutely insane khalil herbert i don't know how he didn't tear an acl uh it looks like he will miss some time but He bounced right back up the next series and and played, which was crazy. Yeah. And it it
1: was pretty insane. The thing with fields is like, I think he's a type of player where you just got to, you have to have a very relaxed and open playbook, lots of read options Mm. and just kind of let him ball and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what they've been doing the past couple of weeks, and it's really helped him a lot and just with confidence and stuff like he's the type of player that likes to improvise and make throws on the run and read options and stuff like that, run pass options like' just like a lot of um, just
0: a lot of misdirection,
1: yeah, and he kind of he thrives on that, and he has a killer arm, so I think instead of. Trying to scheme around dink and dunks and screen passes and stuff. You just gotta kinda let him you just gotta let him ball and like trust him with the decision making. And the past couple of weeks it's kind of been working.
0: Absolutely. The last two weeks that actually Chase Claypool has not been on the Bears. Uh the Bears have looked very promising.
1: Yeah, coincidence.
0: I think not. <laughs> I mean the the writing's on the wall. Yeah. no Chase Claypool. I mean active or at least has been active for a game you you look good yeah and you know maybe that's just it like everyone had a great game for the bears and their defense actually looked competent now unfortunately for washington that writes a whole different story because sam howell uh looked rushed he didn't look good but logan excuse me logan thomas uh could be having a tight end one season very hot on the waiver wire this year.
1: I will be honest. I haven't paid much attention to Logan Thomas this year.
0: No, he's uh, he's available in, I think, most of our leagues.
3: Put in a little waiver claim for him. He's just like, always uh, hurt. He is.
0: He is, but when he's there, you remember, like, Jordan Reed for the skins? Yeah. It reminds me of him.
1: It really does. No yeah, um, yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah. yeah. He's having a good year.
0: Uh but so... the next game the Lunder the Jacksonville Jaguars are 2 and 0 in Europe this year over their contenders. How you look so 50-50 against the Falcons but then play a team that looked dead in the first half. I believe this is purely just The Buffalo strategy of getting to London being terrible.
1: Well, Jacksonville was there for like two weeks in a row. They had already been there for a week, so they kind of had the advantage there. They're already kind of used to exactly uh, jet lag. It kind of faded off of them, and that's why I kind of that's why I liked them so much for plus five and a half. I'm like,
0: I completely agree. I thought it would have been close. I thought it would have been like Bills twenty seven. You know, kicking a game winning field goal. I didn't expect this type of ass kicking because yeah. for as long as or for as much as it was close in the end, Jacksonville had the Bills by the throat.
1: Yeah. It was just yeah, it was kind of their game, they were in control, they were leading the whole time. It was
0: just it was oh, yeah. Travis Etienne, monster game. Have a day. Have a day. Uh Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen combined, have a day. Um, but you know what? Kind of, kind of expected. Just, just at the same time too, kind of also unexpected.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a game that like you you always hate betting against the Bills when they're favorites because whenever you try to be cute with it, they usually humble you. And, oh, like, so win, much and win by like thirty one. <laughs> when he tried to bet like someone plus three and a half against them, but also I just they beat him before like Jacksonville like they prevented they were both playing in the same heat and they prevent they only allowed them to score six points, and there's just something about Jacksonville being the greatest team of all time in London, like I don't know what it's it is, at home. and I just. So as soon as I kind of saw that, I'm like, Jacksonville, I feel just plays good against Buffalo. They've been there for a week and it's in London where Buffalo is playing a few days after they just traveled there. Like something's not really sitting right with me to be almost a full touchdown. Mm-hmm. If I was real ballsy, I would have bet money line, but I wasn't that much confident in Jacksonville. <laughs> um, if they had been playing a little bit better this year then, then maybe it would have gone money line, but they're, they've always been so hit or miss, so I didn't pull the trigger on that, but I was very confident in the plus five and a half play because mm-hmm. even Buffalo in times hasn't been the most disciplined team and has allowed some teams that shouldn't be in their games back in their games. So I'm like, Jacksonville is a team that is capable of taking advantage of those opportunities, so let's rip Jacksonville plus five and a half, and it worked out.
3: Absolutely.
0: Uh, the next game, the team, uh, or the the battle of the podcast heads. <laughs> All I can say is, Jeff, the under hit for us. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, this, I'll tell, I'll say, I'll say my piece first. Since New Orleans won, this game doesn't really do anything for me. <laughs> the only thing that it does is like you pitched a shutout and yeah we know the team that you're going up against but hey the the dolphins didn't do it the eagles didn't do it the best team to keep you under, you know, about a points was the jets and people are talking about the jets having an elite defense so it's kind of expected that this is what this is what i wanted the defense to be yeah. Unfortunately, your rookie kicker missed a field goal. And then my, our rookie kicker decided to nail three from 45-plus. <laughs> but uh, this was the Alvin Kamara come-out game. He's now the official touchdown leader uh, who isn't Drew Brees or a quarterback. And yeah. that's just fucking awesome to see because he's only – He's only ever going to be a New Orleans State. Uh, I don't ever see him getting traded or leaving in free agency. And it was, it was the most complete game that I have ever seen from New Orleans under the Dennis Allen era. So it was nice to see.
2: Yeah, no, it's just I...
0: unfortunate that it came at the expense of <laughs> your sanity. <laughs>
1: no, it's there's a lot wrong with. That was, I thought it couldn't get worse than the Cowboys, and then it got worse. <laughs> uh, Mac Jones has thrown just as many pick sixes in Gillette Stadium as Tom Brady has. And I think Tom, he's tied. That's what I just said.
0: I, I th- uh, yeah,
1: Mac okay. Jones has thrown just as many pick sixes as Tom Brady has, and you sounded Gillette. unsure
0: about about it actually being a stat, but
1: no, yeah, it like they've. Both thrown four pick sixes in Gillette Stadium, and Tom Brady's played 140 more games um, than Mac Jones in Gillette Stadium. So that's a tough one to eat. <laughs> um, we're winless with the new lighthouse and scoreboard. Yeah, oh, win
0: three. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, there's just so much wrong. I I want to say Mac ain't it, but this whole team ain't it. Like. We go. I go back to that stat we talked about with our receivers. Like we, they can't gain separation. They're insanely slow. Our offensive line is doo doo trash amongst other teams in the league. We're not like the only bad, only team in the league with a bad O line. That's kind of the trending, um, bad part of a lot of people's teams is their O-line, so I'm not going to necessarily suck my thumb about that because a lot of teams are going through the same thing. It's just we have a quarterback who can't escape pressure, and we don't have receivers to get open enough for Mac Jones to release the ball quick. So it's a whole combination of O-line allows pressure while Mac Jones doesn't have any options to get the ball out. Yeah, in like blanket coverage, or gets his arm hit as he throws the ball, which results in mm-hmm. a pick six. And it's just like there's so much wrong with the team, and our two best players got hurt for yeah. Most likely, one of them much the end, season. one of them the end of the season. Judon might come back in December, which is but kind it's of like crazy. at this
0: point, at but, this point, why? Yeah, just get don't. healthy.
1: Um made a trade for JC Jackson, which I mean we got him paid, so he might be that same player still. Maybe it's our system that made him look good. I don't know. But we'll but see. he does
0: he does come with a, a warrant for his arrest in in like what the state of Maryland?
1: Yeah, but he's only <laughs> we're only paying him a mil and a half, baby. So
0: <laughs> liability Yeah
1: so <laughs> Not all things are bad. No, but um, <laughs> it's just a very depressing year for Patriots yeah. fans. And, like, I want to say Caleb Williams, but I don't think Caleb Williams can fix this. Because, <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not going to say no to him. Yeah, But I, I would also very much love Marvin Harrison Jr. Or... A franchise left tackle who's not hurt every second game like Isaiah Wynn was. There now, you go. Who's lighting it up in Miami. So it's just, you know, it's very tough. And mind you, I'm a Patriots fan. We won for a long time. So, like, I understand that.
0: The law I of averages I are coming down to earth now.
1: I can't really complain because Detroit went through this for Every single year they've been a franchise, <laughs> but it's still like frustrating because we have a coach who has had opportunities to fix holes in this team, but continuously miss on draft picks. Like we yeah. could have had George Pickens, but we drafted Taekwon Thornton, who yeah. has been on and off the field. Yeah,
0: no, it's, so it's, it's frustrating th- on, on the obvious misses. Yeah, like, like if we
1: Jeff Nikhil Harry instead of DK Metcalf or, yeah, like Debo. It's just,
2: yeah, you know, a lot it, of, it adds a lot up of moves. Yeah. It adds
1: up. Like the only kind of position we've kind of sniped is
0: corner and running back. Like, yeah, we, running back. Yeah, like, depth running backs have been elite for you guys and corners yeah you know, like and, christian gonzalez looks like he's phenomenal and mind you Jackson. let's
1: let's say christian gonzalez was more of a miss on everyone else as opposed to us drafting well because he should have gone in the top 10 we got him at should 17 have. somehow so like it's kind of like oh jim benny master class oh oh no i thought the dart scored wasn't him um it was like Jim Master masterclass for drafting Quinn Hughes. And it was like, well, everyone kind of just missed. Yeah. So, yeah. It was what kind place of like, was he taking again? Exactly.
0: Yeah. A lot of spots were taken before yeah. him. My three year old <laughs> nephew could have drafted Quinn Hughes. Yeah. So, it's like the average draft position on your rookie board. It's like Quinn Hughes. Like, he has like the number six beside him, but he's in like, or you're at like pick 20 now. It's like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, it's value. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, yeah, it's just our drafting needs to be better. And then we just need a lot. We need a lot of pieces to fall in the right places. And right now it's just not happening. So I think it's just going to be a very long season. Don't try and make any hero moves to make us no. seven and ten. Yeah, no, there's, and there's
0: then no point.
1: Get the... 11th overall it's just suck as hard as you can and try and get the best player available don't try and trade down and be cute and get a player you can get in the third round at pick 17 and yeah. you also got a second and two thirds to go along with it like it's just shit like that doesn't mean more picks means better
2: better um, value you get pick.
1: quality over quantity and have players that are going to impact this team as opposed to project pieces who might be average in five years. Yeah. Which Bill no, loves to do.
0: Loves to do. And then you just never hear from them again. Yeah. Until so, they're on a team and then they start tearing it up.
1: Like Cole Strange. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No tough week. Vegas next week. Winnable game, but at this point, is it winnable? I don't
0: know. and Probably looking not. at like your schedule for like your net your rest of the year. It's almost like the way that the Pats have been playing, it's like I see maybe five wins. You know, that's yeah, for the rest of the year, man. Like
1: or five more wins on top of our one.
0: Five more wins. So like Raiders, Raiders, winnable. Bills, eh. Dolphins, eh. Commanders, winnable. Colts, winnable. Giants, winnable. Chargers, eh.
3: Steelers.
1: That one, that one's a coin flip.
3: That one's a coin flip. Uh, Chiefs, eh. Broncos, winnable. Bills, eh. Jets, winnable.
1: And even we got lucky with the drop tail Mary against the Jets.
0: Right, and who knows? Who knows yeah. with the Jets? Because, uh, well, we'll get into it, but, like, Brees Hall looks fucking
1: good. <laughs> Bro, Christian Gonzalez versus Devontae Adams this week would be so fucking That cool. would have
0: been, uh, that would have been the, coin tester right there
1: yeah that would have been fun but yeah, yeah let's move on from my misery despair yeah saint saints 34 pat zero you won this you won the battle but i might win the war <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> the colts excuse me um ups uh, i guess it's an upset titans 23 yeah. 16 uh I- I thought Colts were. I think it was
1: a pick 'em. I yeah, I think and so. I think Just Colts because were, the
0: Colts were at home favorite.
1: I think Colts were favored uh, minus one. So I technically, I think Tennessee was.
0: Tennessee was favored two and a half at that point. If you do it like that.
1: Yeah. So it was basically yeah, pick 'em. Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, unfortunately, uh. uh Looking like injuries might take his first season out as he suffers an AC sprain. The same injury that Derek Carr thought everyone had. Um, but you know what? It's okay. You got the best backup in the world in Gardner fucking Minshew.
2: Is and the
1: newly groomed Nick Foles with absolutely,
0: and you have a dual-headed monster with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Should we talk uh, about that contract? Absolutely. Jonathan Taylor gets signed to a contract and it doesn't fucking matter because Zach Moss is in there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Jonathan Taylor uh, committed to the team, obviously getting paid more money than he thought he was. Uh, I don't know what really sparked Jim Irsay to do this, because. If you look at Zach Moss's production this year, he's playing like Jonathan Taylor was two years ago. Uh not only did he have 165 yards on the ground, but then he also had 30 yards through the air and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor saw the field for six carries and one catch for a total of 35 yards and no touchdowns. Um I would have just said see ya. <laughs> Got it because you got to look at the AFC if you're if you're the Colts and you're like, do we really see us winning this year? No. Yeah. So why don't we try and trade our best asset? Considering uh, Zach Moss looks like a world beater.
1: Yeah. It it's really hard though to like depend on Zach Moss and now necessarily like I'm not a huge fan of like I think running backs and this isn't a cold this isn't a hot take. But running back is the highest turnover in within the doesn't. NFL position. And, like, you can kind of, as we just said, the Patriots, they, I think they've had three starting running backs in the past four years. It was Sony Michelle, and then it was Damian Harris, and then the past two years it's been Stevenson. And they've yeah. all been quality backs while they've been on the team because they've earned contracts elsewhere after being off New England. Like, mm-hmm. running backs, you can kind of find them. <clears throat> Camara was a fourth-round pick. Like, you can Third. find them third I thought he was fourth but like you can find quality running backs in later rounds yeah all
0: of day two you can find absolute steals in the draft
1: yeah so I'm not a huge fan of paying running backs but I also am a huge fan of giving like your young quarterback a solid piece to develop with Mm -hmm. as opposed to Like, I don't know what Michael Pittman is. He's very good. I think he's a very good number 2 not sure if he's number one, but, like, he's very solid. But, like, I would love to pair Richardson up with Jonathan Taylor in the back because I just – I can't depend on Zach Moss because he's been too much of a journeyman to be, like, that's my main running back.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: if I have the space to pay Taylor, then I wouldn't mind giving it to someone who can develop with my quarterback. But it's, I'm very like, I'm very wishy washy on paying running backs. And if they had traded Jonathan Taylor for say, I don't know, second, like a second and a third or something, then I think that would have been good too for a team that's not going to win. But I also understand them signing him and giving Richardson someone in the backfield with him. Just gotta hope it plays out. Yeah no 100%. Uh
0: this next game, the Lions coming in absolutely shit kick the Panthers. Uh Jared Goff has this is an efficient game. David Montgomery looks like just absolute vintage Montgomery. Uh, this is him back at Chicago double doink days. <laughs> And Sam Laporta also has tied Kyle Pitts for career touchdown receptions. It only took him five games.
1: That's actually fucked.
0: Uh, Kyle Pitts has 32 games under his belt. uh, Three touchdowns. For all you doing math at home, that is one less than a touchdown per 10 games. That's (laughs) so bad. It's absolutely hysterical. Uh, that Kyle Pitts is, like, getting all this hate because I know he's an athletic freak and specimen. But he's your tight end, like a tight end, man. He's yeah. not a blocking guy. Like, Sam Laporta is a more blocking tight end, but he's great for <laughs> yards after catch and running downfield. Three of his catches had two of them turn into touchdowns. Yeah. Uh. But I mean, other than that, Jamison Williams, uh, ooh. Josh Reynolds, uh <laughs> yay. <laughs> and like I I don't know what else you could say about the Lions. The Lions look amazing. Their defense looks awesome.
1: Yeah, no, the huh. Detroit's having they're kind of, I'd say they are very much living up to the expectation. And Aiden Hutchinson might be a top three defensive player in the league. Mm. Um, that interception he had uh, oh. was absolutely insane. And he's just a, a freak.
0: Like absolutely.
1: Three tackles, a sack, and an interception. Like, have a day. And he's just, he's a menace back there. And it's just so hard for any quarterback, especially a rookie in Bryce Young, mm. to have any sort of poise. In the pocket, because Aiden Hutchinson is a freaking beast, and that guy is going to win Defensive Player of the Year awards, and in years to come, yeah, and he might even be creeping up there on the ballot pretty quick here this year. Pretty,
0: yeah, no, absolutely, he he's playing like an absolute monster, and the Jaguars totally missed.
1: Oh, 100 percent. So, I was, like, I knew it right then and there. I'm like, they should have drafted.
0: And we we talked about that when the draft happened. It was just yeah. like Hutchinson, you gotta go first. Yeah, with Hutchinson, he's he's so good. Yeah, but so, so David Montgomery is
1: back. Aiden Hutchinson's a beast. Sam Jared Laporta is just in summary. Detroit Lions, I think they are the truth this year, and they are.
0: Also, Eminem was in the building. I mean,
1: oh. why didn't we start with that?
0: Why, like, it, we should have bet Detroit minus, you know, 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I can say good is Bryce Young got three touchdowns for Carolina. Uh, had a pretty inefficient day otherwise, but Adam Thielen, uh, this is why I drafted Thielen in like three leagues this year. He's just a PPR monster. And you get him so late. And it's like, who else would Bryce have to throw to? Uh, like, he has Jonathan Mingo, DJ Shark, and then insert other ex player here. Like, Adam Thielen is the guy where it's like, we talked about it the other week. He gets open by AR, he has a, a window to catch it.
3: Yeah. he's He's so good.
0: But the next game, the Steelers. Uh, hold off the Ravens. This is my what the fuck game of the week. Uh, Ravens can't pay for a catch. The Steelers D is is fucking him, and fire Matt Canada.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna join you on what the fuck game of the week because that game pissed me off so much. Yeah. there's like uh. the Ravens. They look. Every second week, they look like they've never played the game of football before in their life, and I gotta credit Steelers a part of that because there's just no way that like like they have to be playing a part in it to an extent, but also it's like, what the fuck you guys are idiots
0: yeah no we uh obviously you had some pretty high stakes in this game as you needed mark andrews to score a touchdown and on the play where lamar threw a pick uh in the way of odell beckham uh andrews was wide open i went back and looked at the play and if lamar had just looked over the middle of the field he would have saw mark andrews took the outside edge and then went back inside he was wide open and then he threw
1: one of the worst back shoulder fades i have ever seen in my life hey
0: he threw a great back shoulder fade to to the the defense yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) like odell isn't the athletic freak he once was no you can't be throwing a back shoulder jump ball fade to a receiver who's had injury issues isn't as athletic and went out Of the game early on. With a knee injury. Yeah. Bro. Stop trying to be cute. It's so annoying. And obviously. Brady did it a bunch. Uh, Mahomes has done it a bunch. Rogers has done it a bunch. But like why are we throwing fades. When you need three yards. Like I'm like. Either run the ball. Or like I can't rely on a 50-50 jump ball when you only need three yards. I'd rather do fullback dives three times and then go for it on fourth and one because at least you pin the defense on their own one-yard line. Like, I don't like throwing fades. And Lamar just made every mistake possible. If you're
0: going to throw a fade, it's got to be to someone like a tight end. Like a Gronk. Or Calvin Johnson. Yeah. You know, like just like I don't I don't understand how, how teams don't understand the recipe of getting someone who is fucking huge and throwing him the ball.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, like get uh like for the for, for the Ravens, put Mark Andrews one on one. Mark Andrews probably runs into Joey Porter Jr., pushes him, like like tries to be forceful with him but pushes him back yeah and then he can just turn around and the ball's right there where it's like yeah. it's no pass interference it's just he's trying to run up the field and porter's just blocking him where it's like odell he dances around and obviously he was looking for a back shoulder but got a front shoulder fade and he had to try and play defense it was just it's not going to happen
1: yeah it's so frustrating it was it just it was a terrible throw and Absolutely. I'm only saying this out of spite because I had Andrews anytime but nonetheless Pickens had a great game. Yeah, the Steelers showed up when they needed to most and I just didn't see one moment of this game where Baltimore looked competent.
0: They looked so. competent in their first fucking drive. They looked like it was going to it was going to be a slaughter. But then TJ Watt and the defense locked up. Uh, TJ Watt also fractured his finger terribly and needs to have surgery on it after the season, but he's going to play with a broken finger for the rest of the year. Uh, I, absolute beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give him DPOY right now. Uh, <laughs> all, and last point, fire Matt Canada, because I love that meme going around where everyone was hype when Pickens scored the touchdown. Matt Canada looked like he was like, This isn't the halfback dive I called. (laughs) I hate Matt Canada. (laughs) And for as much as I said, I've hated Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael showed up and coached a great offensive game plan. A lot of motion. And it's some pre-snap penalties, but it's like, this is what we want. We have speed demons. We have people who can make the defense move and then go the other way. but. For the Steelers, oh, my God. I couldn't imagine being a Steelers fan. Blow my yeah. fucking brains out.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Uh, the Falcons come back and beat the Texans. This CJ was a Stroud.
1: Yeah, this was a frisky game. I like this game.
0: It was a great game. This was the one game that came down to the, the witching out. hour. Yeah. At, that we were all talking about. Kyle Pitts actually has a game. Uh, Damien Pierce, you know, just looks like he's he's like the average model running back. Uh Dalton Schultz had a game. And then for the Falcons, Bijan kind of a quiet game for Bijan. He had a great receiving touchdown. But yeah.
1: oh, that behind the back basically like behind the back pass or behind the back catch. Behind
0: the back catch, very yeah. Pretty
1: much. That like he didn't even look down one-handed. It was just yeah. it was the swagger level was off the charts
0: absolutely he uh he has fresh legs and i i know exactly what that feeling is you know what that feeling is having a running back who has young fresh legs who just makes everyone miss you know you get flashbacks of like Lashawn McCoy first year deMarco Murray Ray Rice uh for as bad as Ray Rice as a person he was a great football player but Ray Rice when he could just juke the shit out of everyone. You know, obviously Alvin Kamara, rookie year, it was just like, oh my god, he's walking on on like ice. Yeah. And this is what Bijan is right now.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: It's spectacular. But young Waku, game winning field goal. Uh Jeff, you had the Texans plus two and a half. Nailed it. Absolutely great call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I almost went moneyline, but I was like, I made the same mistake when the Packers lost to Atlanta when I when they were plus two, and I picked them moneyline, and they lost by one. I'm not going to make this mistake again. I'm going plus two and a half, and they won. They lost by two, and it worked. Yeah, I mean the rest of my parlay didn't work, so it technically Uh, doesn't matter. But (laughs) No, CJ Stroud has been playing fantastic this year. This is one of his more um, iffy games. There's a lot of throws where his timing wasn't right and stuff. But nonetheless, he's just setting records off just consecutive passes without or consecutive completions without an interception, attempts without an interception, yards without an interception. It's he's I I kind of think it might be good for him to throw an interception. So that he has that pressure off his back, so he can Mm. kind of sling it a bit more. Let it
0: loose, yeah.
1: But also, it's like he also might not even be thinking about that, and just this is the type of player he is, where he's just an excellent, disciplined quarterback, and like could very well be the case. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He slings it, and he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. No, like his his MVP years, he was throwing like four picks and like maybe CJ Stroud is just super disciplined and just doesn't throw interceptions. Takes
0: what the defense gives him. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like why Uh, would I try and risk a 50 50 fade when I have a wide open curl that will get me three less yards? Exactly. Like, yeah, no Stroud's been playing fantastic and Houston overall has been playing good, but so is Atlanta. Him.
0: For all that being said, uh, as much as I like CJ Stroud and not throwing picks, I sure hope he throws his first pick against New Orleans. I mean, uh, I have the
1: I have New Orleans defense, so I wouldn't hate that. That's why, like, I wasn't mad about the Patriots. <laughs> but no, I like I never like kind of, but uh, it was a good like it was a good silver lining. Like, yeah, I, I would rather blow New Orleans out and like my defense get negative three, but like. At least we didn't lose 34 nothing and my defense get like six points, technically lose four. At least my defense profited 14 points. It was just a good silver lining.
0: Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next game, uh, the Dolphins, we don't have to talk about this one long because fuck the Giants, but the Dolphins, um, rewrite their ship against Buffalo. They have a great, easy game. Um,
1: Achan is the best running back in the league. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, going on IR. And actually, I have something that's kind of funny, but I made a trade in the Show Me Your TDs league. I don't know if you saw it, but it was, I was giving up Raheem Mostert, Adam Thielen, and like Jerome Ford for Alvin Kamara and Jahan Dotson. Now, obviously, I made that trade before... Obviously, I knew a, a, a Chan was going on the IR, and I'm like, "Oh, Mostert's actually a viable running back right now,"
3: <laughs> and so,
0: and then giving up Adam Thielen. I mean, I hope to dear God that Carolina trades for uh, a number one wide receiver because now Justin Jefferson is going on IR for me. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I do like Camara more than Mostert. And getting rid of Jerome Ford, not a big deal. I have Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, and now Alvin Kamara. So I mean, I'm I'm chilling, but I'm like, uh, oh, I, I think I lost on that one.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Down the stretch, those three running backs, getting Jefferson and having Cooper Cutback could be elite. Could just be elite. need Jefferson to just take some time off, buddy. Yeah. Get those hammies well.
1: My um my running back situation in that league is disastrous.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: And I need <laughs> I need a lot of help, but mm. might have to figure something out quick. Might have to. But my running backs or no, my receivers just get all the points for me, and I never really have to worry. There you go. But
0: yeah. Uh. But yeah, Giants. The only good thing I can say about this game is Daniel Jones doesn't look as injured as he was and you got a pick six. Also, finally, thank God for you guys actually incorporating Darren Waller into your fucking offense. I was just
1: about to say, it's like they forgot he was once a top three tight end in the league and like they traded for him and it was just like ah, yes, another like great vertical threat tight end for Daniel Jones to throw to and they just haven't incorporated him. And now they have. And it's hopefully this can last. Yeah, exactly. But Dolphins stay insanely good on offense. Mind you, Giants are kind of
3: poo
2: poo.
1: Yeah, kaka poo-poo right now. (laughs) And but Tyreek, 181 yards. Absolutely destroyed. Chen hundred and fifty.
0: It's
1: just it's insane. Yeah. It's insane.
0: Uh, Bengals, uh, get right game against the Cardinals. This is what we all needed. Jamar Chase, 7-11.
1: 7-11.
0: What a tweet. Uh, again, we don't have to stay on this game too long as well. Finally, the Bengals look like the Bengals that we know.
1: They look like the Super Bowl Bengals that every, a lot of people were kind of banking on. Mm -hmm. And Jamar Chase just... Holy Torched. fuck man. 192 Torched. 3. Like it's just oh my god. Yeah. I mean oh. no,
0: he's uh his third touchdown. I watched his route the whole way and he ran right along the back of the end zone. Yeah, and you could just see it happening, and then Burrow whips it in there. Oh, what a beautiful play.
1: Yeah. No, it's Bengals are back and threatening hard. So, oh, yeah, putting the league on notice and kind of just reminding everyone like, hey, we were in the Super Bowl and AFC championship a couple times out the past few years. So yeah, we're back. We might be one in three, but we're now two and three. So we're coming. And absolutely that w- was the, are the two wins in a row,
0: two wins in a row.
1: Yeah, they won last week. Right. They weren't. Yeah, they were and three. So, yeah, Bengals are kind of storming.
0: No, no, no. They lost last week. Sorry. Against the Titans. They beat the Rams. That's what it was. They beat the Rams, lost to the Titans. And then, oh, they games.
1: were 0 and 2. Yeah, 0 and 2. All
0: right. And then 1 and
1: 2,
0: then 1 and 3, not 2 and 3. Flip flopping. Right. Regardless.
3: Right.
0: Regardless, next week they go up against Seattle. That's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, next game, the Eagles uh whew, squeak out a win against the Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford uh immediately incorporated Cooper Cup back, and let me tell you, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Like he never left. Like he never left, and then Puka Nakua getting seven for seventy-one and a touchdown.
1: Still a very great game, even with Cooper Cup there. So, even
0: like I, I love this offense that the Rams have.
1: Yeah, so I think like a lot of people were saying, like, "Oh, offensive rookie of the year odds oh, kind of out the window now." Now that Cooper Cup's back, nope, still putting up a really solid S- game.
0: Still putting up absolutely solid numbers.
1: It's not like he disappeared for like two for fifteen. He's, I would take. You know, like
0: that's that's having AJ Brown and Devonta Smith right there. That's that's like a, last yeah, that's year, a, T Higgins and Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, having <laughs> a one two punch as receivers is insane and like 10 yards of catches, not Crazy. too pretty bad, and a very nice touchdown back percentage
0: too. So, and also again, people whining and crying about the tush push. You do it yourself, do it yourself. It's it, it's it's a fucking quarterback sneak on steroids, okay? Like, it's not rocket science.
1: Bro, I'm so happy you brought this up. It pisses me off when teams complain about something when it's not going their way. Literally, like, no one ever complained about this prior to when, like, the Eagles were so good at it, and now it's a problem. It's like, no, because no one's perfected it the way they have. Exactly. Like, is it an advantage for the offense? One thousand percent. But it's also you have an offense too. Why don't you just fucking practice that same shit?
0: hundred like, percent, man.
1: It's just so annoying when, like, for example, when teams complained about uh, Vegas circumventing the cap, like keeping Kucherov on IR all year and then bringing him back, and they were like over the cap or whatever, and then they won the cup. Right. This is you like mean the Lightning. What did I say?
0: You said Vegas.
1: Also Vegas, though.
0: Also Vegas. <laughs> but
1: but Tampa. Like, everyone got upset for doing that. But Tampa brought it up in 2015 when Chicago did it. And everyone was like, no, we want to keep this rule. So now it's like, oh, as soon as like Tampa does it in the modern age, everyone's pissed. But they brought it up earlier about, about it. And they're like, oh, you won't change it? Okay we'll just do it then yeah,
2: and
3: now was
1: pissed about it so it's just when it doesn't go a certain team's way and they complain about it it makes me so mad and now i just want it's it's a part of the game that they mastered and you can do nothing but give props to them so
0: 100 yeah like, I'm,
1: just, I'm really I happy wish my team
0: that i wish my team fucking did that bro that's, we, an, that's an automatic fourth and one play
1: Bro, we'd be more efficient on offense just doing the tush push instead of Mac Jones dropping back <laughs> to the pocket and trying to throw a corner route to Kendrick Bourne and then be
0: positive net yardage, baby. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying.
1: But no, the Eagles five and oh, uh, yeah, not they're... as
0: dominant as the 49ers, five and oh, we'll get to it, but
1: uh,
0: I it's... wouldn't be complaining if I was five and oh.
1: No, they don't ask how they ask how many, and regardless, they just look like a very solid team. Yes. And I have do. a very good habit of betting on receivers and them having career lows and receptions and yards.
0: <laughs> so love that. <laughs> the next game, uh Nathaniel Hackett wins the game ball versus the Broncos. well um, deserved.
1: Well deserved.
0: Absolutely well deserved. The Broncos just that looks like a teardown is happening
1: there's so much wrong with that roster it's hilarious
0: yeah it's it's an absolute garbage fire dumpster fire yeah Uh, the jets you know zach wilson played very eh but he won the game yeah Uh, and and russell wilson you know despite not winning he's still having great success like he 20 for 31 196 yards and two touchdowns like at some point you just gotta be like when is it the defense's fault when is it you know like because everyone's having a great like game yeah except the defense (laughs) Like, like Zach Wilson's on the other side. We all know Zach Wilson's not a world beater, and Garrett Wilson didn't have like an elite game. No one else on uh, no one else on the Jets had an elite game except for uh, Brees Hall. I need and a game. <laughs> absolutely, twenty-two carries, one hundred and seventy-seven yards, one touchdown, and three catches for seventeen yards. Like he absolutely feasted. On a Denver defense that can't stop paper from hitting the ground. Yeah. And And that's a bar. I I don't know what to really say about this because I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Broncos.
1: I hate the Jets.
0: Uh, Even though for the Broncos, I had high hopes for them. um, I'm officially out on the Broncos.
1: Yep. And yeah. send Jerry Judy over to New England, please.
0: There we go. Actually, I was not high on the Broncos. I had them as a snub.
1: I can't remember what I. I think I had them about five hundred.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I think I had them about <laughs> nine and eight, but I thought they would be better than last year with Sean Payton. But that isn't really coming. It's to not happening. No. Anytime you give up thirty-one to the Jets, ah, lots of work needs to be done.
0: Absolutely. The next game, uh, the Chiefs. Oh, my God, man. Um, Bro, it, Hayden. It Hayden. hurts.
1: Yeah, Hayden, I have something to say about this game. Mm. Taylor Swift was not at the game.
0: Oh, my God. Thank you for telling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know. Uh, because Scott Hansen made sure to say it. Yeah, The broadcast team made sure to say it. And then all of NFL's social media pages made sure to say it as well.
1: There's Viking wow. Swifties there,
0: ah, wearing '87 Swiftie on the back Vikings jerseys. I'm like, he plays for the, he plays for the Chiefs, and his name's Wait, Kelsey.
1: Were they actually wearing '87?
0: '87 for Minnesota, and it said Swiftie on the back.
1: Bro, that's T.J. Hawkinson's jersey number. <laughs> No, you know how pissed off I'd be if I was Hawkinson. (laughs) Like, bro, you're buying my jersey and putting someone who doesn't even cheer for our team
0: on the back. It's it's fucking awful, man. Like, I. Oh, oh wait, no, no, I lied. Oh no, no, there's some eighty nine, uh, eighty nines and eighty (sighs)
1: sevens. That's disastrous.
0: (laughs) Here's here's a great one. Uh, oh, can you can you allow me to screen share and I'll show you this.
1: So, should be able to.
3: I'm able to now. Let's see. There now you can. There we go. Okay, look at this.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's absolutely fucking ridiculous.
1: Why eighty-nine?
0: Why eighty nine? I have no idea. And why not um Kansas City? And then, like, instead of it being Kelsey, like I'm pretty sure NFL Shop is selling Swifty jerseys with Kelsey's number because that makes sense.
1: Because they're not correlated. A fan, you...
0: Fuck them, man. It's <laughs> that's all I can say.
1: It's mind numbing. Like it is. Yeah. Like we'll talk about the game, but quick thing. It's just like they will go and talk about. Usually, they talk about something about an injury or stat-related news to the teams. But they cut to gameplay, Taylor Swift. Cut the gameplay, talked about Taylor Swift. Cut to gameplay. Now, going back to Taylor Swift, how about we shut the fuck up and talk about the game? <laughs> like, this is Sunday night football. I don't want to sit here listening to what Taylor Swift had for breakfast. <laughs> I want to know about for
0: pre-game breakfast before I he, know about, to the Chiefs game.
1: I want to know about Pacheco's college stats and how he's improved since getting into the league. I don't want to talk about Taylor Absolutely. Swift unrelated. It's
0: man, you're preaching it's to the mine choir. It's this mine is what name. I was talking to Donald about on Monday. And he was like, Do you like the Swifty and Kelsey thing? And I'm like, it's good for them, but take it out of football, man. I don't need to know on a completely irrelevant game that doesn't even have Kansas City in the equation just to know that they're there. I don't care. I don't care who's at the game. The only one where I can be like, okay, that's cool to see who's at the game. is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, Like, oh, wow, LeBron James is at the Super Bowl. Wow, that's pretty cool. I don't care. I don't care.
1: Do it the way NBA does. And just spotlight. Oh, this guy's at the game. This guy's at the game. This guy's at the game.
0: Back to the f- action. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: but anyways, uh, the, game. Back Kelsey, to the game. Kelsey. Kelsey uh, touchdown.
0: Kelsey touchdown. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Kelsey injury. Not so beautiful. Uh, Big Kirko. Uh, Justin Jefferson also. Not so sexy injury.
2: Yeah.
1: But, injury report.
0: But Mahomes, like, and Kirk had pretty decent games, uh very efficient games, no turnovers. But I have a problem with the refs now, man. There, there, yeah. there is, there is something about these refs now. The fact that like I even call it out too, corner took off his helmet. Yeah. And then was told to put it back on and wasn't flagged. I'm like I saw what was it last week, TJ Watt or Nick Bo- uh, Nick Bosa, someone, make a game-winning tackle, took off their helmet, immediately flagged. And that would have put... Uh, I don't know if it would have exactly helped the Vikings in that play, or if it would have pushed the Chiefs back, but it's like, they're not even getting penalties that don't even matter. Yeah. If it's the other way around. Like, they're... I get it. the The Chiefs are now the most watched team because of Taylor Swift, and this is helping it out. And they want to see them do well. But man, they 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 could have. You could at least call a fair game.
1: Yeah,
3: it's and getting, it's not it's getting happening
1: crazy now. It's getting outrageous. There's just a lot of favorable calls going towards Kansas City, and yeah, I don't know. And obviously, there's. Portions of it where it goes both ways, but can't there's a lot of things you can kind of tell that NFL's manipulating something
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's not a good look when people are it's not even people that necessarily aren't in the media, but people who are in the media and are pointing it out it's like, okay, well, this is now warranted, yeah, it isn't just speculation like it's a lot of shit that's happening. Yeah, but Chiefs win. Uh, also,
1: uh, Isaiah Pacheco is becoming more and more of an anytime touchdown guarantee.
2: Oh man! He's, oh man! He is he's
1: having a good year this year. He's having Absolutely. a very good year. He's finding the end zone a lot, and he's there's a
0: he's a running game for the Chiefs now.
1: He's had more game like fifty five yards, one hundred and fifteen yards, sixty two yards,
0: but all with a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> like love it.
1: Yeah, no, he's just having a very good year this year so
0: far. Sunday Night Football, the 49ers absolutely decimate the Cowboys. Uh, The Cowboys, let me go over their three wins that they have for you, Jeff, and I want you to tell me uh, exactly who you'd be afraid of, okay, if you were an average team. Uh, The Giants.
1: Nope. The Jets. Only their defense.
0: Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, the Patriots
1: would have been only their defense, too, but that offense doesn't have anything that scares me.
0: All right, now let me ask you a really risky question Are you afraid of anything on the Cardinals?
1: Before it was honestly Kyler because of how he can kind of get around the field and find his way to first downs, but honestly, no, even with Kyler, no.
0: Now, what if I told you that the Cowboys only won three of those games? <laughs> like
3: Yeah. And they
0: and then and then they just get decimated by the 49ers. And Micah Parsons coming out and saying that they're still as good as the 49ers? No, you're not. No, one you're is. not. Okay, because the 49ers beat the Cardinals. The 49ers kicked the living shit out of you. Then, I had I had 49ers minus three and a half. I called I should have did I should have done 49ers minus 10.
1: <laughs> it's so hard to like like if you're as good as the 49ers it wouldn't have been a 32 point difference. That's not an that's not a fluke. No. Like a I think a bad game but them being just as good would be like a 12 point loss. You know, where like Cowboys are just as good, but they had a couple of bad drives, didn't have the best game where the 49ers played very good and very minimal mistakes, right? That would have been my kind of thinking. Dak Prescott, three interceptions and they were, they weren't great interceptions and also Mike McCarthy, he might be fired at the end of the season. Like this Absolutely. is some of the worst coached offense I've ever seen. Like CeeDee Lamb only have four only having four receptions. To me is kind of he's never surpassed four receptions the season. Like, he might have, but like
0: I think in maybe it's only showing me games. it's
1: only it's only showing me three games right now, but Oh, he had 11 receptions in week two, but it's been 4 11 4 4 4. Like, (laughs) brother, he's your number one receiver. On like number one receiver should be getting at least five catches a game, in my opinion, unless they're completely locked down and double teamed. But like, have production elsewhere. You're like that. He had the most receptions tied with Tony Paul, Tony Pollard. Like, I don't know. I just, like, it's a mix of everything, players underperforming and stuff. Pollard's been pretty good, but, like, I think Mike McCarthy has coached this team into, like, 25% of this team's potential and a lot of it, and some of it is coming from the underperforming of players, too.
0: Yeah, especially Dak.
1: Yeah, and, like, look – Cowboys, are still going to be competitive, but I just still don't see any way that this team is a Super Bowl contender.
0: No. No, not with a loss like that. Not at yeah. all. No.
1: Because but- this is who you're going to have to get a taste of in the NFC Championship if you want to win a Super Bowl, and that just wasn't a good tryout.
0: No. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, Jesus Christ, what a boring game.
1: This game fucking blew
0: it absolutely blew i uh i was not worried about missing the last quarter and a half all i was really worried about was devontae adams not scoring a touchdown or luke Musgrave, and i was fine uh jordan luff i every single game that i see him play bad, i'm like how the fuck did we lose to this team the packers are not good they are not good um Aaron Jones being a game day decision out. Uh, AJ Dillon actually had a game, but I'm not surprised because the Raiders suck.
1: Right when I don't <laughs> start AJ Dillon,
0: of course, right. But like, I mean, Josh Jacobs like good game. Jacoby Myers great game. Uh, and Garoppolo average. Jordan Love terrible. Christian Watson three receptions for 91 yards. You're a deep. You're a deep play threat guy. Like that's just. That's what that stat line tells me. Yeah. And you even had one for like I think it was like one for like 5 yards. So the rest of it was just kind of eh. But uh, man I hated th- I hated this game. Uh it's only a good game if you are named Cory Latantra, Johnny Sousa, uh I don't know Jesse, I can't remember Jesse's name. Or or Josh.
3: Yes, <laughs> see Josh.
0: Yeah. Like that's that's it. That's who are the only people that actually enjoyed watching this game. And it was garbage.
1: Yeah. It was a tough watch.
0: <laughs> uh but congratulations to the Raiders. Uh you now have Garoppolo Revenge game coming up, Jeff. So that's week five. Uh <laughs> why don't we talk about the uh the upcoming matchups that we like for next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's build our three play parlay. Week six coming up. Um, there's a lot of interesting plays here. Um, you got Casey Denver. Mm. Um,
3: I.
0: I've, I've built my parlay. Uh, I will go first. The bets I love for this week the Saints and Texans under 42 and a half uh the Detroit versus Tampa over 44 and the Raiders versus Pats under 41 and a half
1: all under overs
0: i like there's a lot of games where you could just go straight up money line but they have like such big spreads where it's like it's not even valuable at this point yeah you know like uh, the Chiefs Versus Broncos, give me the Chiefs' money line. I don't know about ten and a
1: half. Yeah, Chiefs have beaten, like, Mahomes has never lost to Denver, but they've all been within, like, five points. Almost, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's hard to do ten. So, I'm going to go... A sneaky over 41 for Baltimore, Tennessee. I, like I think this could Baltimore be a game. Yeah. I th- so I'm going to go Baltimore, Tennessee over 41. Going to be a little sneaky there. Um, then I am going to go.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm going to ride with. I, I want to be different than you. I don't want to be. Um, someone who's betting the same thing. Uh <laughs> I'll go San Francisco minus five and a half.
0: Against Cleve? Yeah,
1: against Cleveland. Nice. And then I will go L.A., Arizona over 48 and a half. a good one. Arizona kind of been sneaky. LA's defense isn't all that great. And Rams have Cooper cut back. Yeah. So. I like it. Wait, hey, let me write those down. What'd you pick?
0: All right. Saints, Texans, under 42 and a half. Detroit. Saints, Saints, Patriots. Nope. Nope. Saints, Texans. I. Yeah. Saints, Texans, under 42 and a half. Detroit, Tampa, over 44. Raiders Pats under 41 and a half.
1: Sorry, what was Detroit Tampa again?
0: Forty-four.
3: Forty-four over? Yeah.
1: And then Las Vegas. Um, uh, what was the number?
3: Forty-one and a half. half. Okay. And san francisco minus five and a half um hmm. baltimore Let's see. over forty one forty one twenty one and
1: So, all right, Uh, how about we get into a little NHL news? We got a lot of big signings to announce, lots of big signings. So, why don't we just jump right into the cauldron? Hey, there's a lot of big talks about Winnipeg and what direction they were going to go this year, how they were going to do and a lot of rumors about Hellebuck not wanting to re-sign Shifley, kind of where was he going to go, but that whole saga has concluded and they re-sign in Winnipeg. They each sign the exact same contract, seven-year extensions for $59.5 million dollar, dollars total,
3: mm.
1: eight-and-a-half average annual value. Hellebuck has a Vesna under his belt and has been consecutively one of the top goalies in the league, where Shifley has been a very solid 1C point-per-game type player, 40 goals last year, sneaky 40 goals last year. Just a very solid player, kind of on getting a little bit older, but nothing crazy outlandish, but the seven years might not age great. Uh, what do you think of these... Um, two contract extensions for winnipeg
0: oh like you said it shows exactly where winnipeg wants to go in what direction and shifley as a person not a big fan of but a hockey player he's a punch in the mouth kind of guy and someone that you'd like to have on your team someone you hate to go up against and yeah now it's just capitalization on those on those plays
3: yeah actually no, it,
0: getting into the Stanley Cup and being more of a threat than they were
1: I I agree I think if if Winnipeg does this they have to go all in they do like I don't think they can be a team where they just kind of sit back and hope everything falls into place like I think they have to be willing to give up young pieces and prospects and draft picks and kind of stuff like first rounders and like, they have to be able to want to go all in to make these contracts worth it. Cause what's the point in signing these type of players? If you're not going to go all in, Mm -hmm. Um, it just seems pointless. And you're just kind of wasting roster space and cap space, and by the time these contracts don't age well and you now decide to rebuild, it's just like it's it's all gonna be very complicated, so I think they have to be able to buy in and maybe just like take on like Tarasenko. you send a one year at Ottawa, imagine bringing him in for a playoff run if it makes sense to do so. But I, what I would have done for Winnipeg is kind of see how the season goes. And if you're in a winning position, re-sign them at the trade deadline and trade for people and then try and go all in or something like that. But like, I would have traded these guys in my opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you did that, you could get a lot more back, right? Obviously, and trying to trying to build up and re go into uh, a different year but like i said if you're doing this and like you said you got to go all in yeah. you got to bring in pieces at deadline at the deadline sorry that make you a threat because right now they're like they're like minnesota like the the vikings you know like They have the pieces to do it. Now you just need a couple extra pieces where it gets overlooked. You know, like on the defensive line or a a linebacker or for this case, you know, better second and third line depth. You got a great goalie. Now you just need some second and third line depth.
1: Yeah. No, I wouldn't 100% agree with you.
0: That's what Winnipeg needs to do if they really want to make a play.
1: Yeah, that's uh, not wrong, my friend. Not wrong. Um, Probably the biggest um raindrop that fell this past week. Rasmus Dalin, one of the brightest young stars in the NHL, had his breakout year last year, uh, scoring 15 goals, 58 assists for 73 points. He was plus 12. Um, For a near playoff team in the Buffalo Sabres, he signed an eight-year, $88 million contract for $11 million average annual value. He was the first overall pick in 2017. No, 2018. 2018. And we were kind of waiting to see when he was going to have his first overall pick kind of year. Uh, 44 points rookie year, not too bad, honestly. And then drop off to 40, drop off to 23 and 56, so maybe better points per game. And then 53 in 80 games, and then a huge jump to 73. Um, Yeah, he. I think this is a very good contract, but what do you think?
0: I think it's a great contract as well. I like this move for Buffalo. A lot. This, yeah. like you said, fringe playoff team last year, obviously on the wrong side, but you build up this year, you build up next year, and it shows that Buffalo could be an actual contender within two to three years.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. And it like $11 million sounds very rich. But if he can play to the degree of any point he did last year (laughs) consecutively throughout this contract, then it's, oh, my gosh, it's a bargain at that point. But also, like, you got bargains with Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson, so you can kind of afford to spend more than you probably should on a young star defenseman who's shown nothing but, I can fucking stay healthy for a whole year
3: Mm.
1: and put up good points when you kind of surround me with talent because the years prior when he wasn't really putting up his production, he was an 18 year old defenseman in the NHL Um, besides goalie defense defense is the second hardest position to develop. They Mm. need, they usually need some years to like kale McCarr needed a year to get into the league. Quinn Hughes needed a year. Like, a lot of young defensemen need years to develop. Rasmus Dahlin jumped right into the NHL as an 18-year-old on a shitty Buffalo team. So yeah. it's obviously going to take some time as a defenseman to put up good numbers. But now that Buffalo has legit talent around them, Skinner's kind of fitting into more of a 30-goal scorer for them. Like we said, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins. But now you have a stud defenseman in Dylan um in levi so now it's just like this team's kind of like
3: getting an identity
1: yeah that's exactly it and they're building a culture there and i really think that this contract is going to pay off in the long run um especially with how good he is and it's just it's a no-brainer honestly big agree a uh, minor extension here, Uh Ryan Hartman signs a three-year, $12 million extension for $4 million per year. Just a gritty um top nine forward. He can kind of play up and down the line, but he's really excelled the past few years, playing in between Kaprizov and Zuccarello very, on the top line.
0: Very Nick Paul-esque is how I see this.
1: Yeah, I would say... um just a little little bit different than that. I think Nick Paul doesn't necessarily have the is the, the exact same type of player he is. He's also a bit younger. And I just see Hartman as more of like I'm pl- like I'm not as good as my stats show on my own, but if you put me with talent, I'll take advantage of it and I'll also be a piece of shit to play against.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he's He's an asshole out there, but also it's like if Kaprizov gives me a tap and I'm not going to screw this up. Yeah, so very
3: reliable.
1: Yeah, so I think that you can kind of bank on him being a good centerman for your team. So I don't hate this move at all, and hopefully just ages well for Minnesota. But I don't think this is a player that they wanted to lose.
0: Definitely not
3: no. in
1: a window to win. I agree. But- All right, uh, moving on to some hometown news here. Uh, Speaking of trades, Connor Garland has officially requested a trade. His agent is calling around the league, um, basically bombarding teams to try and see if they can work out a deal. I saw a funny screenshot of Taj, um, great Canucks follow on Twitter. Um, He said, Connor Garland, um, I requested I request a trade, the Vancouver Canucks. Bro, we've been trying for the past two years, but no one will take you for free. (laughs) So very funny there. But what do you make of this Connor Garland trade request? And kind of what would you be willing to take for him?
0: It's what we've, like, been talking about the last couple of fucking years, it feels like, with this guy. You know, him and Bess are both just, are we going to trade them? Are we not going to trade them? They're not doing anything for us. A change of scenery might be good for them. So thank God. Thank God that his agent is trying to get out there. Because at this point, I think the Canucks will take about anything.
3: Yeah. I,
0: I am in the same position. I would take just about anything for Connor Garland because let our younger guys from the a come up and develop (laughs) because this guy like for as many like what he had like one meaningful goal last year like that actually won us a game specifically
1: yeah
3: that's all i
0: can remember like it doesn't it nothing else excites me about him
1: yeah, I don't want to, like, kind of shit on him too much because, like, I still think he's a valuable player to a team, but I just don't think he kind of fits where we are as a team. And, like, I th- we have a surplus of wingers, and I think he kind of, in terms of contract to health to level of play, he carries the most value with him. Like, he's making under $5 million for only a couple more years. He is, like, a 50-point player. And, like, I just think he can add a lot of value to a team. It's just hard this year when the cap hasn't gone up yet. And some play, some teams might see him as an overpaid player. But I would take, like, a mid-round pick for him. Like, if I can get, like, a fourth or fifth from him for him, like, I would take that just so we can get the cap off our books. But basically trading him simply because he has – higher value than a lot of our pieces and yeah so he officially sent in his request but it's kind of like the worst kept secret that we've been trying to trade him for a long time now so (laughs) we're one step ahead of you there buddy no need for the request we're working we got you every day we're actually doing (laughs) this i i miss thanksgiving dinner to try and make a trade so (laughs) thanks God. no but yeah Ireland trade request, that's uh, officially, officially locked in. But speaking of trades, Canucks did make a trade. They sent a 2024 fifth-round pick to Toronto for centerman Sam Lafferty. I really like this trade. It adds very solid strength up the middle. And when watching Toronto last year in the playoffs, one of the few players I did like on their team was... Sam Lafferty I think he brought a lot of discipline to the bottom six and I think he could play a key part in just not making it so invincible or invisible I guess I should say Um, Mm -hmm. as it has been the past few years I just think it can he can kind of be a bit more of a just a solid piece kind of a rock to that bottom six so I'm not expecting him to move the needle for us but I'm also expecting him just to provide some stability to the bottom six. And I think that's going to happen with this move. But what about you, hey? What do you think?
0: I mean, I don't really know too much about Lafferty, but hearing from what you have been talking about about him and going on Twitter, it seems like he is a, a viable piece to you know, the team that he plays for. He plays yeah. hard. He plays exactly how you'd want, you know, a top six, seven forward you'd want to play. And for a very low price, like what do we give up for him? A fifth?
1: Fifth round pick.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know exactly what any round pick a third and up can give you in the NHL. It's basically what do you get in the first two rounds? And maybe a bright star... Or a diamond in the rough will will appear, but it's very very rare. Yeah. So this is this is good.
1: Hundred percent. Um. Unfortunate news: Carson Susie is out week to week with a lower body injury. Someone landed on his knee wrong and didn't look great, but hopefully he gets better soon. Um. No closer updates or no updates on a Pedersen extension. So hopefully. Canucks do well enough that he wants to stay here,
2: <laughs>
1: but if I can see that Rasmus Stalin, eight by eleven, I'm probably sending him the same thing. Um, yeah, but we I don't know kind of our cap situation past this year, so hopefully it's something better than what it is now that we're able to have enough extension dollars to do it. But I just don't want to lose Benison. No, <laughs> please no. Um. Just to keep things moving here, uh, the NHL found this kind of funky. The NHL is considering hosting the draft at the Sphere in Vegas in 2024. Have you seen that thing, like videos of that thing?
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird, (laughs) but pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but for the most part, it's weird because didn't like one night they experienced rain and it just totally bugged it out or something like that? Did it? Yeah, it's something fucked around with it, but I mean, it's Vegas. I, I don't really feel like people would be opposed to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd
3: be, it.
0: a...
1: I didn't know that it got bugged out. That's weird.
0: Yeah, but you know what? It looks cool. Whatever. It's the draft. Uh, I don't know what else you can really say about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, And. To end this off, um not sure how you feel about it, but the NHL has banned the use of um rainbow tape um yeah, jerseys, etc in games, warmups and practice. Um basically the whole purpose of it is that they don't want to force players into political or yeah. initiatives they don't necessarily support. My quick opinion is don't ban it, just don't make it mandatory. If people want to do it, they can, but yeah. if they don't want to, I don't think banning is the right way to go, but I also don't think forcing it is the way to go. So I think they've, they've played both sides of the teeter-totter instead of balancing in the middle, where I think they could have just been like, how about we just allow people to do it, but don't force people to do it instead of forcing or banning. It just kind of sounds dumb.
0: That's that's what I said, you know, when this whole thing was kind of transpiring. Is just don't ban don't ban it, but don't obviously make it mandatory. Don't make it mandatory. Yeah, just let people who obviously want to support it have the right to support it. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, no, it's yeah. I think it's kind of like a weird, weird move. Like I understand than, like, taking the jerseys away. Like, like, I understand taking the jerseys away because, like, it just created so much drama. But, like, the reason why is because I just think even on Pride Nights, like, not everyone taped their stick with rainbow tape. So it's still kind of... It it made it look like all right. At least I have the pride jersey on. I'd like, I'm just gonna take like whatever. But I think like if Ivan Provorov, who's come out and said like he doesn't necessarily support it, if he just came out in a regular jersey and white tape, I wouldn't really immediately assume like, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, but like. If if it's just regular jerseys, everyone's wearing the same jersey, no pride jerseys, but someone has rainbow tape, like, cool, that's fine. But if you don't, that's fine as well. Like, I just don't think it's a huge deal no. to, like, not to have the ability to tape your stick with rainbow tape. I understand taking away pride jerseys because that's just a whole different, like, that's more force than it. And it looks weird if you have two different types of jerseys out there,
0: right? Yes, whereas tape is just, like, anyone can tape their sticks. You know, the same way anyone can yeah. like you see you black know, tape and white shoelace on.
1: Yeah, like you see black tape and white tape out there. not All everyone the has time. the same tape color. So it's like it looks a little m- yeah. more like discreet. And if like everyone whatever, you know? has
0: white, black, or ovechkin has yellow uh yeah. lace laces, right? Like it Just the little things, yeah. It's it's also like uh breast cancer awareness. Yeah, right? exactly. like obviously yeah. it's a it's a different cause. In all around of itself but it's not like you're making a whole other jersey to support breast cancer awareness because that's just not it yeah it's the little things like yeah, yeah. tape gloves whatever
1: no I uh, 100% agree it's just yeah banning it was the wrong thing but like just make it so that it's not forced is basically mm. how I land on it, but it seems like we agree there. But hey, this is a good episode. Uh, Shall we predict
0: the, the Canucks uh, game for tomorrow?
1: I guess we can just. Uh, how do you think the game's going to go? Because I guess this yeah, will I guess come it out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, I like that.
1: Um, I might try and go to this game. Um, Ooh. I might see how tickets are day of. Um.
0: Uh, surely, it's expensive.
1: It's still like a hundred and fifty bucks, but sometimes they get cheaper. Ah, day of.
0: <laughs> Let's see what is Ticketmaster saying right now for that game. Uh, Vancouver. Did you see the uh the Golden Knights banner?
1: Yeah, I just showed. I'm watching the game right now.
0: Oh, dude, that thing's huge! Did you see the goal that Marsha Soja scored? So dumb. Oh, a hundred and twenty three dollars, oh, I might go yeah, and it looks like the exact same spot that we were in when we went to go see like the Colorado game,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, no, it's not bad at all. I think I might try and ask someone if they want to go
0: there
3: you go.
1: are you down? uh whew.
0: man i I would be down. I might have to check back with you.
1: <laughs> All right, well let's finish up this episode. Uh I think the Canucks lose 4-3 in overtime.
0: Oh, 4-3 in overtime? I was going to say they lose 5-3 uh but Empty Net scored by Diesel. Leon Drysdale. Ah, McDavid definitely gets a goal tomorrow. It's McDavid it's gets, inevitable.
1: McDavid gets two. He scores the first goal. And gets the overtime winner.
0: Ah, okay. Okay.
1: But, yeah, I think goal scores for me. The fourth liner always scores. So, I'm going to say Dakota Joshua scores. Okay. And then I'm going to say JT Miller scores.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good one.
1: And Andre Kuzmenko scores.
0: Yeah, I could see I could see oh man, I could see that. I like what I like the fourth liner scoring.
3: Joshua though. Hmm.
0: I don't think it'll be Joshua. I like Kuzmenko scoring. I could even see Kuzmenko having two. And then Miller Miller having one. And then you know what? First night is the captain. I say Quinn Hughes gets one.
1: Well, you have uh Canucks in five three, so yeah, think...
0: that is true. But for you, I guess I. But you know what? Yeah, for me, for me, yeah. Kuzmenko two, Miller one, and then choices. Edmonton. Yeah, I like I like Diesel getting two. I like Drysital, also getting two. I. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bouchard, Bouchard off the power play. The first goal will be off of a power play.
1: Yeah, Hundi. I agree. All right. Uh, you can follow us on socials and uh, follow the show, left side heavy underscore. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. So-